welcome to the Creating Powerful Impact podcast, where we look at behind the scenes of why and how leaders are making an impact and how you can too. I'm Shay Wheat, the founder and CEO of Grace and Ease Productions and the host of Creating Powerful Impact podcast. We support six, seven, and eight-figure speakers, coaches, and expert thought leaders in creating powerful and profitable live and virtual live events. Our clients have made over $25 million in revenue, gained over 3,700 new clients, and changed the lives of over 29,000 attendees with events as few as 50 people and over 4,000 in attendance. So stick around to the end of the show where we'll reveal how you can be a next guest in just 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. All right, and welcome to another episode of Creating Powerful Impact. Today, I have with me Sarah Roach Lewis, who is an ambitious entrepreneur, a feminist business strategist, and recognized expert in gender equality. As the CEO of SRL Solutions, creator of Seven Figure Confidence Program, and author of she rules. Sarah helps ambitious women build businesses that support their lives. Very excited to welcome to the stage, Sarah. Welcome, welcome. Well, thanks for having me, Shay. I'm excited to be here. Thank you. Thank you. So I want to know, okay, there were so many things in just like your little bio, but I want to dive into a couple of key things with you today. One of the pieces I was hearing that you, you like to talk about is playing hurt and how to keep going even when you don't feel like it. So that's one thing I definitely want to make sure that we're touching on. But before we kind of dive into that, is there anything else that you would like to share with our audience, maybe a little high level of what it is that you do and how are you creating impact in the world today? Well, sure. I well, How I create impact in the world is I help um, service-based business owners grow and scale their business. And For me, that really stems from the work that I did in the not-for-profit sector where I worked for a feminist organization and we were really looking and supporting women to make transformational change in their life. Mm -hmm. And one of the projects that I worked on that I was really proud of was called Paths to Prosperity. And it was a three-year community response to poverty. And we worked with a university, we worked with researchers and a dozen subject matter experts. So 12 women who lived in poverty were part of our research team. And it was an extraordinary experience. And one of the key things that I took away from that is how important women's economic prosperity is for our well-being. So not only our personal well-being, but that of our families and our communities. And when women have more money, they make the world a better place because they share that, they really focus on on creating community. And so for me, the impact that I wanna see in the world is supporting more women to make more money so that they can create the world that they want for themselves. Yes, yes, I love it, I love it, I love it. That's fantastic. And so now you're out in the world really supporting these women in ruling um, from their, their own feminine pieces, right? And what every entrepreneur I've experienced, it's not all like rainbows and unicorns. Um, <laughs> it's more like, 
okay, I got this. I can do this. Okay, I can do this. What the fudge is happening right now, right? And we kind of like go up and we go down and we go up and we go down. And I would love for you to, to chat a little bit about the pieces of, you know, playing hurt and how do you actually keep going when you don't feel like it? Because entrepreneurs, there's definitely moments I raise my hand where I go, why am I doing this? <laughs> yeah, really? Absolutely. What is that? <laughs> so share a little bit about playing hurt. Sure. So the concept of playing hurt really comes from my, a couple of things. So my own life, I live with chronic illness. So I have, um, Meniere's disease, which is an imbalance of the fluid in the inner ear causes dizzy spells and general misery, hearing loss when it is active. And so I started my business in a phase where I was quite sick. And so what I recognized is that I actually needed to really focus like I was playing hurt. And this whole idea about playing hurt is that we all have these times in our business, like you say, you know, we have this great plan for marketing and it doesn't work. <laughs> and we are devastated by that. Or our kid is sick or our mother needs hip replacement surgery. And suddenly we are in this caregiver role and we don't have time or, you know, we're experiencing grief or loss. There are lots of reasons why we are not playing at our best. Mm -hmm. And so as I was writing my book, one of the things that I was really looking at is how do other, who are the other um, business owners who are the greatest asset in their business? Because that's really what we are as small business owners. And where I landed was thinking about pro athletes. Mm -hmm. And so we know that sometimes professional athletes have to play hurt. Yeah. And in those times when they do, they're doing that because you know, there's great benefit to them. They love the sport, perhaps it's an important game. And when they play hurt, they focus so much attention on themselves and it is so okay. They're having ice baths, they're doing massage, they're doing physiotherapy, they're doing mindset work. They are solely focused on how do I forget about everything else that's going on in the world and have this laser focus on taking care of myself through this difficult phase. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Women... So, uh, that kind of brings up a, a thought. So one of my favorite authors is Louise Hay um, yes. and her book, You Can Heal Your Life. I don't know if you're familiar with Louise, mm -hmm. but you know, the thoughts that we think create the dis-ease in our body. And if something's coming up and you're playing hurt, it's giving you an opportunity for self-care. It's a reminder of self-care. And that that speech or piece that you were just talking about just reminded me of, oh yeah, the body is telling us when we're hurt, we need to do some self-care. Um, even in business, when you're quote unquote hurt, you need to do self-care. Is, is that kind of what you're a hundred percent. Yeah. So a couple of threads to pull on there. And women are not, we are not socialized to take care of ourselves. Mm. We are socialized to look after everyone else first. We are taught to be good mothers, good partners, good business owners, good employers, 
none of that really speaks to looking after ourselves. And yet, in order to be a successful business owner, in order to be a good mother, all of those, you know, partner, wife, employer, the key thing really is looking after ourselves. And when I started in business, I feel very strongly that, and I've seen it in my own business, my clients, there are two things you really need in order to grow and succeed in business at it from a strategic level. One is a good solid plan. Mm -hmm. And the second is good solid self-care. And that was a real, um, it was a tough pitch to a lot of my clients because my clients are the sort who are dedicated, ambitious, passionate, and don't necessarily feel as though there's a lot of time in their life, which is super fair for looking after themselves. And so one of the things that I really looked at is, okay, how about we reframe this as good business management? Mm -hmm. We are the greatest asset in our business. And if we were a trucking company and we were to buy a massively expensive transfer truck that is a huge asset in our business we're not then not going to put oil in it and do the regular maintenance schedule that the manufacturer suggests so it's the same thing as us we are the greatest asset in our business particularly when we're small business owners so let's treat ourselves with the same care and compassion that we treat all of the other assets that we may have. Wow. Yeah, that's so very true. When you do that reframe and it's like, you are are probably one of the, the assets of your company. And mm-hmm. when you don't take care of that asset and it breaks down, then you're not putting the mask on you, right? Lisa Nichols says that all the time, put the mask on you, um, serve from your overflow, right? So that's fascinating. Now, somebody who's in that space right now, what what is it that they can start doing to, you know, continue to essentially play hurt, but while you're hurt doing that self-care, what are some of the steps they need to start taking? And then how do they keep from being hurt going forward? So really great questions. And that's where having a good plan also comes into play. So if you are listening to this and if you are playing hurt for whatever reason, the first step is to have laser focus. So really look at your business, look at your life. What are all of the things that you're doing that you don't have to be doing yourself or that are not um, important to your business? Like they're, they're the 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 ancillary things right now so number one is narrow your focus Mm -hmm. and it might be for a week it might be a month it might be a quarter whatever it is but narrow your focus to what is the most important thing that you need to be doing in your business what is the most important thing you need to be doing at home and that might not be making sure that the laundry is folded and put away every day Um, (laughs) that's not the highest priority sarah yeah and then it's really around being kind and gentle with yourself right we don't treat ourselves very nicely often Mm -hmm. so if we narrow that focus get really really clear and 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 i know that when you're you're listening you're thinking but everything is important right yes and you really want to be looking at 
if if you're in a in a period of playing hurt maybe that's not when you launch a new website maybe that's not when you you know decide to hire someone new or whatever um so really really looking at what is going to make the most sense for me right now and then in terms of uh, uh, so part of it is being kind and gentle with yourself and then the second piece around that is being firm so we know the things that we need to do in order to take care of ourselves right we know that we need to um put good fuel in our body we know that we should get exercise um, and perhaps, you know, take care of our mind. So what is that teeny tiny little mindfulness practice, that little tiny commitment to yourself to go outside for a walk, all of those sorts of things. And what we want to be it really looking at is just make sure your good habits outweigh your bad. So mm. If you're exhausted at the end of the night and you want to have a glass of wine, fill your boots. I'm not here to, to judge any of that. What I do also suggest is make sure that you get outside. And even if it's only for five minutes, when I first started in my business, I had, um, I had this really quite difficult experience where I ended up putting my car in the ditch because um, I had a dizzy spell. and. I didn't hurt myself and I didn't hurt my car. It was on a country road, but it was the universe whispers and sometimes it roars. And that was yes. the universe roaring at me. Like you gotta get your shit together, girl. Right. And so I started by going for a walk for five minutes and we tell ourselves, you know, like fitness experts will say, well, just say that you're going for five minutes, but then you get out there and you'll go for 20. No, no, no. I just went for five. Yeah. That's yeah. all I could handle. Right. And now I walk every single morning. I get my 10,000 steps every day, at least. I walk an hour every morning, but I started with five minutes. That's so good. And a great reminder, um, because I don't... I don't know about you, but you know, me as an entrepreneur, I'm, I'm in the, the office and you know, you've got the Slack and the emails and you know, the clients and they're asking questions and things are like kind of blowing up over here or whatever the case may be. And then all of a sudden you look down and you're like, it's three o'clock. <laughs> How in the world did it become three o'clock? I don't think I even left my desk right? For lunch or a breather or a snack or more water or anything. And yeah, in, in a opportunity for me to change that, um, like similar to you getting out and doing your walk, like I got a standing desk. Mm. So at least if I'm still at my desk, at least I'm now I'm standing versus sitting the whole Amazing. time. And my dog, I have a Siberian Husky that we rescued a couple of years ago, she's really good at reminding me to get up and leave my desk. <laughs> so great. So great. So whatever it takes to support you is just put those little pieces of accountability into your everyday routine. Um, even if it's five minutes, I think is huge. And there's also a pairing too. So now because I walk longer, I actually have a morning conversation with a dear friend of mine every morning, oh. or if I need to, I, I mean, I live 
I live in East Coast of Canada, so it gets very punishing here in the winter. Um, but I often, even in the winter, if I need to have a client conversation and it doesn't require a ton of notes or it doesn't, I, I do love Zoom, I do love the face-to-face, -face, but at least a few times a week, I will take a client on a walk with me hmm. and I will encourage them to do the same thing. So we can have a walk and talk, them. right? Yeah, you can have a walking meeting, you mm -hmm. can do that in person, or you can do that over the phone. That's mm -hmm. a great thing about like a speaker phone or earbuds, you can type in your notes section. Mm -hmm. It works really well. And, and it, for me, it gets me, uh, I, I, I still feel like I'm getting something done. And I'm getting outside and getting fresh air. Mm -hmm. I, I love that. So hopefully everybody is taking notes right now, writing down these kind of key action steps that you can take literally right now. And if you're, you're like me, I'm like, okay, great. I'm listening to a podcast. Why not be walking and listening to the podcast at the same time and, you know, feeding your mind and feeding your soul and supporting your body. Well, then you can be more of serving from your overflow um, for your clients and your family and your loved ones. Yeah. Beautiful. I love that phrase serving from your overflow. That's yeah. great. It's, it's really good. And it's a good visual too. What she does mm. is like has the whole picture and saucer and it just kind of overflows and you're like, huh? Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> That's what I want to be doing. Is That's what I want to be doing versus well, like yeah. giving everything away and being completely depleted. Um, and I would say that also ties into gaining and claiming confidence in your business too, would you say? Yes, absolutely. And one of the things that I hear all the time from women, and part of the reason why I decided to write a book was this idea that we don't always feel comfortable or confident in our business, even though we're the ones that created it. Mm -hmm. And so I really started looking at what does, where's that all coming from? Mm -hmm. And one of the things that when we, again, pull back to a strategic level, I suddenly realized business was created for men. It was inspired by military strategy. When we think about the words that we use, there's a ton of military in there. Is that the hill you want to die on? What's your guerrilla marketing tactics? Like there, there's a ton of it there. Mm -hmm. It's a chain of command. Mm -hmm. and, in, and supported by women at home doing everything else. And so men are really good at kind of that, um, knowing what their lane is and sticking in it. Mm -hmm. And so it became really clear to me that one, there are many reasons why women don't feel confident. And one of the, you know, and so there's things that we can do around that. And one of the things I think it's really important for us to do is to recognize what's ours to own and what is not ours and shed that and leave it. So again, if we go back to, um, if we, if we think about the way that our world is constructed, our world is, is, you know, grown on the unpaid labor of women. Mm -hmm. And so a story, when we think about the language and the stories that we tell, we are told constantly that we're not confident. Mm -hmm. And that is an important story for the patriarchy because that keeps us down it keeps us exactly where society <laughs> wants us which is doing unpaid labor which mm -hmm. is holding each other down um, by being mean and cruel to each other so if we think about part of our confidence is 
there's lots of things that we can do to grow our confidence. And part of that is really when those worries or concerns bubble up, really looking at where is that coming from? And is that mine to own Mm -hmm. or not? Yeah. Yeah. That totally makes sense. And, you know, where is that then holding you back? Absolutely. Right. Speak towards that a little bit. I know that's definitely part of, of your book. She rules um, what we don't know. That's really holding us back in business. Speak towards that a little bit. Cause I find that fascinating. It really is. And so, you know, one of the great ways is it doesn't speak directly to entrepreneurship, but there are all kinds, it, it aligns, but there's tons of research. Women will not apply for a job unless they have 100% of the qualifications. Men apply for jobs when they have 60% of the qualifications. So that aligns, it's, 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 it's true. Yeah. Um, so we have to, and I see that with my clients all the time, um, women, um, unless they feel as though they can absolutely knock it out of the park, they're not going to pitch to someone. Mm-hmm. And so there's that piece around, like we, we hold ourselves back because we hold ourselves to an impossible standard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> true. Yeah. We really do. Yeah. Wow. So uh, I would assume in, in the book, you kind of go through ways to support them in, in moving through that. Is that correct? Yes. So in the book, I really talk about um, how do we do things differently, right? So we know that these traditional rules, and it doesn't mean that they, like lots of things work well for us, but not everything does. So, you know, really the the key message is you do you, you, you know, find your internal fortitude and you do what works for you and what follow the rules that you want and reject the rest. So the way that the book is created is you know i have a little bit of of stuff at the front and i tell some stories about my own life um and the people that i've worked with and then i roll into each of the six rules um so i talk a little bit about the rule and then i give simple actionable like something you can do today to make a difference in your life or your business and it's really funny when I got the first uh, version of the book back, I was like, well, that's not very big. I worked really <laughs> hard on this. And then I was like, oh yeah, right. You didn't want it to be big. You wanted it to be readable and actionable <laughs> and nobody's got time to read a big book. Nobody's got time for a big book. No war and peace going on over here. Right? We've got no, no, no. to make we some things like, happen. It's going to happen today that's going to make a difference. Yeah. And so I think the key thing for, one of the key messages in the book is that 86% of women owned businesses make less than $100,000 a year. Mm. And only 2% make more than a million dollars a year in annual revenue. So those are pretty shocking stats to listen. 86% of women owned businesses are slogging away at the hardest stage of business. And so one of the things that I really focus on is how do we create businesses that work for our lives and not businesses that we have to like stog our lives in around and one of the ways that we do that is to scale through that hard stage as fast as possible so you may never want to hit 
seven figures, I assure you that getting over that first, that six figure hump, what that does is it gives you more resources, whether it's time, energy, and certainly financial to be able to outsource the help that you need so that you can spend more time doing what you uniquely can do your zone of genius and that's really where you build a business that you love and one where you're you're contributing to the world in the way that you want to and that's really beautiful Mm-hmm. Yep, I, I definitely agree. And just even looking at my own experience of scaling and leveraging and growing the business, you know, where I was back in 2014, just me, myself, and I sitting at my desk, you know, trying to figure it all out. And now having the ability to have team all over the country, doing events all over the world, you know, and really supporting our visionary clients in reaching the masses. Yeah. Uh, never would I have ever thought that this is where I'd be. However, you know, like you said, is going through having that roadmap, having that plan going through, I would assume uh, the six pieces that you talk about in your book strategically uh, really allows you to move through and scale quickly. So then you get to support the next level of that growth because you yeah. never stop growing. It's no, yeah. And the funny thing is, we never, we never stop growing, we never find stop finding things to want to change or grow, or in many ways, honestly, we never run out of things to not like to shake our confidence. Um, everyone I know, uh, regardless of their stage of business, struggles with confidence at a certain at certain times. It's just what shakes your confidence now, Mm -hmm. you know, almost a decade in business with a team around the world is profoundly different than what shook your confidence in 2014. That's so true. You just found new things to freak yourself out. New things, new things. Oh, goodness. Well, my goodness, Sarah. Um, I think we could continue talking forever. However, um, it's a short podcast. It's a little bit of a a get to know you, but I know you have a gift for our audience and it revolves around the book that we've been talking about. Can you share a little bit about what they get on their gift? Well, what you get on your gift is a free number of chapters, the first three or four chapters in the book. So usually you give away the first chapter, but I couldn't stop at one. And so it will, it really helps set the stage for, um, for the book. And if you want, you know, to learn more, you can buy the rest of it. And I will actually have an audio book coming, uh, the audio version coming out soon, but not until sometime in 2023. Perfect. So that way, when everybody's taking their, you know, five minutes and working towards an hour of their walk a day, they exactly. can be listening to the book on audio. I was actually listening to somebody else and I, I don't know why I'd never even thought of it, but they end up buying the physical book and the audio book and they will listen while they read. Oh, right. Oh, that's That's really smart. Oh, that's so smart Hmm. because it, it, you're hearing it, you're including a lot more of your senses. And, you know, especially when we're doing events, we're looking at different ways that we can include all of as many senses as we possibly can, whether you're in person or you're virtual. 
But the same thing goes for reading a book. So if you normally like kind of your brain kind of goes off to a tangent, but if you're listening to it and you're reading it and you're taking notes or you're underlying things, you're incorporating a lot more of the senses and capturing the information and able to do it at a faster pace. Mm. Because if you turn up the audio book to, you know, not just one at a time, but like 1.5 or something, you're reading it faster. So there you go. When, when Sarah's audiobook comes out, um, you can have both the physical copy as well as the audio copy and then get through it and start implementing all of the six pieces that she talks about. So any last words for our audience, Sarah, before we let them go back into their day? Just start today. Just do the one little thing. You don't have to slay all the dragons in one day. Just start with one thing. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for being with us today. And we look forward to connecting with you on the next episode of Creating Powerful Impact. Thank you so much for listening to the Creating Powerful Impact podcast. If you are a successful coach, speaker, author, or thought leader who would like to be on this program, simply visit creatingpowerfulimpact.com forward slash guest. If you are someone who got something out of this interview, would you please do me a favor and share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your socials. Also, if you know somebody that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag creating powerful impact. I love seeing all of your posts and great guest selections. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content to make sure you don't miss any episodes. Go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show. And they really mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more about us? Head on over to our website, graceandeaseproductions.com or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. Just look for Grace and Ease Productions on your favorite platform. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.